You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey, here with your break from all of the High Resource File propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. I'm Jamie Arrington, back with me this week, Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, partner, and everybody out there. Uh, you did a great job last week. That is not an easy thing to do, doing a podcast all by yourself, because, you know, I mean, if you think about it, we talk to a lot of people all the time, but we're kind of always in this room by ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so so it's kind of it's kind of weird. Um, I haven't done that a whole lot. I know you used to do it before I got involved with this thing. But, man, you you did great, crushed it. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And um, it was kind of cool for me to be able to listen and not know exactly what I was going to be listening to. <laughs> so that was cool. Um but yeah, man, I enjoyed it, and, but I'm uh, I'm definitely uh, glad to be back uh, this week. Well, you know, the weird thing about that, that last week's show and this week's show, is is the content is a little dry when uh, your game gets postponed last weekend and then again this past weekend. So <laughs> sure. Um, so that's so we kind of had delay this week. We got a great guest for you guys today, but I mean, gosh, there's not much to talk about the game. Two weeks ago at home against FAU, postponed. And then last Friday, just before I think that they were getting ready to head out to El Paso, Southern Miss and UTEP was postponed because of COVID. Uh, last week, FAU, it, it seems like it was more on them. This past week, it seems like it was more on us. And some of it was cases and some of it was contract contact tracing. I don't really have a roster of names who tested positive or who will be there at this time. There's some rumors about names who could be in or out, but mm-hmm. we really don't know because they don't talk about these kind of things. So we're going into this episode under the assumption that we may or may not play football this weekend. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, every I appreciate you guys listening to all the prep- preparation the past two weeks, but, you know, take this episode with a grain of salt, except for Jay Ladner, because, you know, that's Jay freaking Ladner. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> uh, but as far as the football stuff, it's 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 been an interesting season thus far, none to say the least. It's getting to the point, Jamie, where um, I'm not going to say I, I'm I'm just kind of dumb with football season because I love football and I love watching the Golden Eagles and all that. But doesn't it seem like at this point where it's just it's like we've it's it's like we've had a whole bunch of spring games like in a row, you know? <laughs> Uh, I mean, the, the season is still the season, but well, that North Texas game seems like so long ago at this point. Um, and I was I was looking forward to that next week, and then, you know, and then now this week, you know, we got an interim coach for the interim coach. Uh, we're going on the road against a solid opponent in Liberty, and I mean, it, you know, like you said, assuming that we even play, we don't even know at this point. We don't even know who's in, who's out. Uh, there, there's so many unknowns. I hope that we get to do it. I hope, I hope for the players' sake they get to do it. I mean, they get out there and they train all week long and practice, and and I hope that they get the uh, the reward of playing on the weekend. But and also I hope that we get to play because Sutter Miss is in tune for a major payday, right? So uh, I hope that happens too. But you know, 
I don't know. What do you say at this point? I hope everybody's fine. Everybody that has it, I hope it's. I hope they get over it, and I hope this thing goes away. Doesn't look like it is anytime soon, but, but yeah, man, I, I'm ready to get to the other side of this thing, one way or another. Well, the big news from this week, as you alluded to, interim head coach Scotty Walden tested positive for COVID earlier this week. Uh, they ran multiple tests on him, came back positive both times. So he is in quarantine at the house. He's still communicating virtually, I believe, right now. He won't be able to do that during the game on Saturday. But the interim to the interim duties have gone to Tim Billings, who has head coaching experience um, back in the day at Marshall. So, you know, I, I felt like I felt like when when we, we talked after Jay Hobson left, we thought, you know, Tim Billings might be the guy. I'm, I've been very pleased with Scotty, but I think Tim Billings is capable of running the team. He might not be as amped up, but uh, I think he's <laughs> capable of, uh, you know, handling the reins for, for, for right now while Scotty's out. Sure. Well, we're definitely blessed to have Billings able uh, and willing in that position to step in right away. Not a lot of teams have that, you know, an interim to the interim. You're starting to, you know, you're starting to go pretty far down the list. I don't know who would be after that. I guess my vote would be, I don't know. I mean, at this point, this might actually happen, you know. Yeah. So it's not a stupid, uh, you know, just podcast thing we're, that we're talking about here. Uh, who does go next? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. They probably I would say start- like somebody like Akeem Davis because I think he's so awesome. <laughs> but I don't know if he's high enough on their own yet. But that would be cool. I would imagine they'd have to start maybe with one of the. I mean, you want the coordinators to keep their coordinator Cubic, jobs, but right. hopefully we don't even have. To, hopefully we don't have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, hopefully you know Scotty has, you know, at least at the most two weeks, at the most. So I don't know what the protocol is to get him back. I think he has to have a couple of tests come back negative mm-hmm. or complete. But I don't really. I don't know the protocol for that for the NCAA. But you know, at the most two weeks. After that, he should be fine um, as, as far as the ability to come back. Um, but so that's the stuff that's going on this weekend. But before we get to that, before we get to the game this weekend, we got an excellent guest on the show lined up for you guys. He is a former Southern Miss basketball player and currently is the head coach at the University of Southern Mississippi. Please welcome Jay Ladner. So, Coach, for the younger fans out there, describe the atmosphere at Reed Green Coliseum during the mid-'80s through the early-'90s, and, and how do we get back to that? Well, that, that's a, that, that's a, a, a question that, that you've, you've struck a nerve with me. And, um, first of all, the atmosphere, and I was fortunate. Uh, I wasn't a great player myself. I, I Gosh, I'm glad I was on a team with some really, really good players and some iconic Southern Miss players. I had the opportunity, obviously, to play for Coach Turk. And I I had a unique perspective, Jamie, in the fact that I was local and I I was passionate about – played all sports growing up. Hattiesburg was such a great town to grow up in during that time. But I was able to observe as a young boy the USM – the growth of the USM program under Coach Turk when he took over in in 75-76. And the year before Coach Turk took over, and, and only our maybe some of our older folks like myself remember that we didn't win a game. And uh, Coach Turk always told me the story. He said that when, when he got the job, Coach Dale, the athletic director, Coach Rowan Dale, told him, 
He said, congratulations, coach. You've become the, the, the head coach of the worst Division One program in the country <laughs> and handed him his keys. And that's a true story. That's coming directly from coach. And uh, so, so anyway, to watch what coach did with that program, and, and, and I can still remember in 1981, we made the NIT. We played Holy Cross here in 1981, and that was just like one of the biggest things happening around town. And uh, they played Holy Cross first round of the NIT. We actually got beat in a really, really close game, but the excitement was something. Well, just a few years later, obviously, uh, we we had that group of guys come in, Kenny Siler and Casey Fisher, John White, Derek Hamilton, Randolph Keys. That, that meant so much to our program. And, and and let's face it now, we were in an incredible league at that time, too, in, in Louisville and Memphis and South Carolina and uh, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Cincinnati. I mean, you know, just an incredible league. So those teams uh, were the best teams in the country. We could go toe-to-toe with anybody. We were going to be on national TV. So we're recruiting. Uh, it meant a lot to have that. And I, I know that's – I'm, I'm kind of getting off the subject just a little bit, but, but it shows the importance of league affiliation, too. But where where we were we we had the type of teams in our league that say the sec teams have you know that they, we, they've got kentucky well we had louisville and memphis and teams that were playing for the final four so that being said putting things in perspective when you play when if if a bad crowd at that time was 6500 to 7000 most of the games were sold out uh it was an electric atmosphere Reed Green Coliseum can get loud with 2,000 people in it, but it was exciting each and every game. All the games obviously were important, and again, I mentioned they were nationally televised, but the 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 demand to get tickets and the, the student section and then just the excitement in there each and every night made that place a living Hades for other teams, and we were very difficult to beat here. Um, and, and I, I don't know, and it's nobody's, I don't think in particular fault is probably a myriad of reasons that it's removed from that, but we got to get it back and, and we're going to do everything. We're doing everything that we possibly know how to do, uh, to, to, and I appreciate your help just by talking to you and on this show has a lot to do with it, but we're doing everything we can to, to rekindle that. And, um, there's not a day goes by that I'm not on, on, on some type of show. I'll never turn them down. We're, we're, we're at student organizations. Obviously, COVID has restricted a good bit of that uh, because of their, their lack of meetings this year. But as soon as that opens back up, we're, we're back on it. But with all that being said, Jamie, with all that being said, we got to stay focused. The number one way for us to, re, to get that atmosphere back and re-green Coliseum it's for us to put a good product on the floor. We can do all the promotions. I can talk to you every single day. You can promote it on y'all's to the top. We can do that for, for weeks at a time. The best thing we can do is, is put a good basketball team back on the floor, and, and I believe that's the main, the main thing, and the, the folks will come back. But what, what I think Reed Green Coliseum, I, I hear people talking about it all the time, well, we need a, a new arena and this and that. I don't know if we need a new arena. I think we need to update what we have, but in, in, which is in the process of going to be happening, and it is happening. But I don't think we need to ruin it. I like our arena, and I know how hard it is to play there. And I, it's an exciting, exciting time. They had it again, uh, not just mentioning the team we had. You know, they, they Coach Turk and our, the staff then were able to build on that. Right after, right after that group uh, that won the NIT graduated, you had Coach Spoon and 
and, and Darren Chancellor and Darren Jenkins and Russell Johnson and all that group came in and they, they took it to the next level and NCAA tournaments and things like that. So it was just a golden time, a great time. Uh, not only just in basketball here, it was a great time to be in school here. It was a great time for athletics here in general and uh, a dominant time in all of our sports. And we, 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 I know it, what it was like personally, cause I was fortunate to experience it. I want our, our present athletes to experience it. And it, we, we talk about every day with our team, every single day. I could show you if you came over one day and I hope you will get come in. We, we start every day in our film or meeting room and there's, handwritten up there on the board on the the southern miss way and i'll ask them what is what does it mean to be southern miss way what does the southern miss way mean to you you know we borrow a lot of the old mottos anyway anytime anybody we don't we fear nobody hard nosed tough we'll refer to football games where they go beat georgia and lsu old miss state quit playing them because we we're beating the snot out of them every year you know, uh, our, our, our national exposure in baseball, nationally, you know, recognized baseball program and where and, and the great things that the basketball program has accomplished. We have a great, great athletic tradition at Southern Miss. We really do. We've got a lot to sell. We just need it. We need to, to remind people or reeducate people uh, about that. And uh, that's a that's a passion of mine. And and that's what we're going to do. But we want to get it back to the day. Uh, to where where when you come to the Coliseum that you walk up and there's lines outside to get in. That's the way. That's that's our vision for where we're headed. Well, I, and to step back a little bit, I think you're selling yourself short on your basketball ability because I'm <laughs> pretty sure I have your basketball card in my closet. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, Jamie. It's funny. I get those. You know, deposit guarantee bank, which yes. is no longer deposit guarantee more did those cars and you would be amazed you would be amazed how much uh uh people still have those things like you you know and and they'll either send them to me i had i had a uh, uh it was funny but the year you're talking about that those playing those 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 baseball cards or you know what they were basically were but the basketball cards of all the players they uh uh the year that i we, I, we were fortunate enough to win the national junior college championship at Jones. They gave me a bunch of different types of really kind of cool, instead of a plaque or whatever, but someone had the idea of taking one of those cards and they blew it up in, into a big, a big card. I mean, huge, like poster <laughs> size and uh, of that same card. And uh, it's funny. I sure wish I was, <laughs> I wish I had the physique I, I had back then. <laughs> That's for sure. But uh, those were those were such great things, just like you relate to that. And and what and I again we we we're all over the state of Mississippi promoting our program, and I I call it preaching the Golden Eagle Gospel. But so many people remember that, and they coach. What do we got to do to get it back? So I'm glad you asked that question. You you're 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 one of those guys, and you're one of us, and you're working just like we are to help everybody get it back to like it used to be and what what a great experience for everybody at that time and uh it's it's just a it's it's it, we're, we're highly motivated to get it done oh yeah absolutely I mean, that's that's excellent to hear uh, and you speak about reed green coliseum there's been a couple of renovations that have gone on uh, particularly with yep. the lighting can you enlighten the fans on some of yep. what those happen absolutely you know a couple of that had nothing to do with me thank thankful to the city and our, our university leadership finally uh, to address, uh, the Coliseum was built in 1968. 
frankly, not a lot has been done. There's been a lot done in a lot of the other athletic facilities, and rightfully so. You have to do that to kind of keep up with the Joneses. But Reed Green Coliseum, for whatever reason, had not had not been uh, prioritized, but I but but has become a priority, and uh, that's exciting to know as well. It helps us certainly with recruiting and with the fan experience. And what has happened? So 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 a couple of days after my hire date they announced the city announced uh they had a vote and then the city announced a, a, a tax on uh restaurants and in hotels uh where they would you know put in it, it all kind of projections but you know 12 to 18 million dollars into upgrading renovating re, re green and a lot of it had to do i'm gonna step back for a minute too just because it's the way i was growing up the re green was such a, a a neat place and kind of a cultural place uh, you know, we had a ton of good concerts, music concerts oh, yeah. and things like that would come through here. And, uh, I remember when I was in the ninth grade, I saw my first concert I ever went to was cool in the gang right here in, <laughs> in, in Reed Green and went to a bunch of other great shows. But, and then the coast built that Coliseum and all of a sudden those acts were not by, they were bypassing Hattiesburg to go to the nicer, uh, more updated Coliseum on the coast. Well, for some reason we, we never, you know, updated or, whatever needed to be done again thanks to the present leadership of the university and in the city uh they decided they wanted to kind of get some of that back and uh so so yes we we are in the early stages of that it's gonna it it's gonna it's gonna have the the best of the of both worlds it's it's what's going to eventually happen it's going to have the best of uh of the the old coliseum as, as with better restroom facilities it's just a it's just a much better facility a more modern facility i should say and uh but what's happened so far that has already happened brand new floor beautiful floor um a beautiful uh, new new design on the floor it's got the state of mississippi uh highlighted hattiesburg's highlighted in there our, our eagle logo over the top um really when people are watching basketball games and there's so many games on tv these days and you're scroll, you know, you're you're flipping the channels, and this is some uh, uh, some kid up north, and they look around, they're going to know now that that Southern Miss, you know, and that logo, which is going to help sell uh, our, our university and program. So the floor looks great, and uh, and and then the the lighting system is is unbelievable. Several months ago, when they finally got it installed, or they got it installed, they they took me down there and they they did a, a demo of all the things. You know, listen, Jamie, the funny thing is, is we, you know, people say, Coach, why don't y'all turn the lights off like they do at uh, Kentucky and, and, and <laughs> highlight the players and this and that? Well, the bottom line is, is we would have done it, Jamie. You, We'd have had to wait 20 minutes or so for the lights to come back on or oh, some yeah. kid somehow would have tripped it, tripped the, the, just flipped the switch. We'd have had to wait for the game to get restarted, you know, because it they it was so outdated. The halogen lighting that we had was so outdated, <laughs> we couldn't do it. So anyway, it 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 is so neat what they can do with those lights and and the the, the highlight the floor and the the darken the seating or blinking lights. How it's 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 modern and uh, again all part of that overall plan. Uh, I tell you another great thing that's going on too uh, that that won't be as visible to the average fan, but is huge for recruiting, is the the tunnel. Uh, we, it's called the East Tunnel. The tunnel that the players come down from the locker room has totally been renovated and wow. uh, uh, new carpet, new lighting in there, new ceilings. It's it, it's impressive for recruiting. So when that 
when we're bringing recruits in or, or maybe maybe Dr. Bennett or Jeremy McLean are bringing donors and that's where they bring them through that hallway, it, to be honest with you, it was less than uh, appealing uh, prior to, but that whole thing's been renovated. So that that's not as as uh, and again, if you if you, you know certainly love for you to come by one day, absolutely, and show you show you show you through there, and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about, and you'll go, wow, that's so we're getting a lot of those wow factor things done. Uh, obviously, the biggest part of the renovation will be when they uh, add on the, the 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 exterior additions and and have new new uh, concession stands and. Uh, the ticket, all, the ticketing will be in a more professional manner. Uh, all that will be on an extension facing four Street, facing our baseball park. That's going to kind of become a, a neat little area there because you're going to have the new volleyball center. You're going to, you've got Pete Taylor Park across four Street, and then obviously that you're going to have a really, really modern looking, aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing uh, entrance uh, into Reed Green, and then the entrance of if you can imagine. Um, uh, I've been in the old Miss Arena, and how it looks when you walk in there. First of all, it's a, it's a wide over eight, a wide open atrium type type looking thing. That's what it's going to look like, and you'll actually be able to see those exterior present exterior walls uh, will be taken out. You'll actually kind of be able to see out over onto the floor from the atrium, and uh, cool. it, it's going to be really really neat. It's really exciting, and um, I can't wait for that to happen. Uh, Jeremy McLean, we, we talked about this just this uh, past last Friday, in fact, uh, and, and he mentioned that they, they are finalizing the architects. They had just gotten out of a meeting final, finalizing those plans. So those things, could that you could see that in effect for next year. That won't happen this year, and it could have happened, but COVID had a big play in that. But I think that there's something that could be in line for next season even, and that's uh, obviously I'm being optimistic, but, it, but it, it, it's in its own go. That's terrific. Well, what are your expectations for this 2021 season? I want us to be improved. Uh, I think what the first thing that you're going to see, and I'll reference Jeremy McLean again. He, again, he was over watching this practice uh, for a little while last Friday. And Jeremy said, he said, Coach, we, we, we actually look like a basketball team. And what he meant was is the optic. It, we, we're, we're bigger uh, we're stronger. We, we, last year, we certainly had some good players. We just didn't have enough of them. And it, and, and it cost us uh, in the fact of our, our lack of quality depth. This year's team will have more good players. And, uh, I'm certainly not going to stand here and boast and say, Hey, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. That remains to see how hard we, uh, what, what a good enough coaching job that we do and our players, uh, you know, continuing to progress. But I will say this again: optically, they look a lot better. We're longer. We've got more longer players. We're just we're just more talented uh, than we were last year. And then, second of all, they they just been an absolute pleasure to work with. And it's it's fun when when as a coach, you really look forward to going to practice every day because you know you're going to get their best effort. You don't have to coach effort, and you're you're able to teach the game and give them everything that you have rather than constantly motivating guys concerning attitude or going giving their best effort and and there's a huge difference there and uh so we've, we've got a good group of guys that was really our first recruiting class we got a good group of guys that fit the southern miss mentality the southern miss way uh, about going about things blue collar bring their pail to work you know hard hat on their head 
hey man, let's go to work and you hit me, I'm gonna knock you. I'm gonna, you hit me, I'm gonna knock you down. That's that's the attitude that that we want our guys to have. And and it's been it's been fun to practice with them. But aesthetically, you're gonna see that I, the way that we play, you're gonna you'll you'll see us play at, at a higher intensity, particularly uh, uh, defensively. You'll you'll see more full court pressing. You'll see more. Uh, disruption of the of the of the team that we're playing against in terms of being able to apply more pressure due to our lack of numbers last year just weren't able to kind of play the way we wanted to play. We've got personnel that better fits our our schemes now and in the way that we would like to play. And offensively, you'll see you'll see us play at a higher rate of speed and tempo. And um, that's just kind of a gen- I guess my, my a general way to explain I think what you see optically. You'll see you'll see more players that look the part. And then you'll see you'll see just a, a, a more intense, higher intensity, higher paced, uh, uh, competitive, uh, fiery type basketball team. You had a, a recent addition to the coaching staff in the past few weeks. Tell us a little bit about Richard Williams. Unbelievable! What first of all, nationally, I I, I can't. Gosh, I bet I've done five or six national interviews and have another one scheduled with ESPN radio later on today. And and that being a lot of the, a lot of the focus, uh, uh, certainly has been coach and coach and I, uh, coach, coach is one of those rare guys. First of all, his incredible career at the, the, the the most successful team in division one, in division one history in terms of the NCAA tournament. uh, Cause I'm not going to give him that credit because, I think we still hold on that. We've got the only national championship. Nobody's going to take that from us. But in the NCAA tournament, coach, coach, you know, took Mississippi State to the Final Four. And that wasn't just one year. The year before they were in the Sweet 16, uh, went to the Final Four the following year. The only Mississippi team that's ever advanced that far in the NCAA tournament. Uh, uh, SEC champions, uh, national, SEC national coach of the year, all, all that type of stuff in every Hall of Fame that Mississippi has. Um, I mean, it had an incredible career building Mississippi State's program. But what's neat about Coach is that um, he 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 came up through the ranks in Mississippi. He's a he's a started as a seventh grade coach and 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 worked his way up from head junior high coach, ninth grade, tenth grade was a head coach at South Natchez High School when they used to have two schools in Natchez. Became the head coach at Colin, assistant at Mississippi State, and head coach at Mississippi State. That's an incredible journey in itself for someone that continued to ascend, and then they had uh, incredible success at Mississippi State uh, prior to him retiring. And for him to to join our staff, I cannot tell you. Our, our goal, I think the most important thing for for myself, for Jay Ladner to do, is one, we have to have a vision and go where we're headed. Secondly, the next most important thing is to put the right staff in place to help us accomplish our goal because – it is certainly not and can't be a, a one-person job, uh, and I think that we have done that. Within within our resources, we have put an incredible staff together. Clarence Weatherspoon, most decorated player in, in USM history. Uh, Kyle Rohn, one of the most highly respected uh, assistant coaches in the business who was with me. He, he As he said yesterday on a, on a, on a, uh, a Zoom interview, He's one of the few coaches that's been here three different times. He was with Coach Green, Coach Sadler, uh, and 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 now back here. But he, he knows the USM way, USM system. Delonte Hill, nationally respected, uh, uh, may, has has been even 
even uh, recognized as top assistant coach in the country. And then to add Richard Williams to the staff is just uh, an icing on the cake. Coach is one of the best tactical minds I've ever I've ever been around. He's been a longtime mentor to me, even back when I was coaching in high school. And that's where we developed our relationship. Uh, when he retired from Mississippi State, I was coaching at St. Stanislaus High School in Bay St. Louis, and he he and Miss Diane, his wife, retired to Bay St. Louis, and uh, that's how we really struck up our our friendship. I actually talked with Coach about it last year, but he had already committed to doing Mississippi State's radio broadcast as the the color commentator, and the timing just wasn't right. I continued we continued our conversations, and he fortunately accepted this year. And I can tell you, he's been on the on the job for about 10 days now and has already made an incredible impact uh, on on analyzing and adding to and suggesting and, and, and just making us better. And uh, he, he, he helps us and, and again, brings a, a amount of national credibility and attention to our program, too. That's of great value. So it's exciting. Uh, I'm excited about our staff. I'm thankful and grateful for our staff. And, and like I said, Coach Williams just adds icing to the cake. For all the listeners out there, if you want to uh, help contribute to what's going on with the basketball program, join the Hardwood Club. Go to usmhardwoodclub.com. Coach, do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there? Yeah, well, Jamie, first of all, thank you for doing that. People just mentioned in the Hardwood Club, and uh, Jeremy Tukulvay, our administrative assistant, has worked over the course of the year really hard to make things simple about people wanting to join and get involved and join in our mission. We need people to join our mission. And more than any any other year, uh, because of the COVID restrictions and things that have happened uh, in, our, in our country, we need our season ticket holders. Uh, you know, last year we doubled our amount of season ticket holders from the prior year. We quadrupled the amount of Hardwood Club members. That's always a good sign. And those are those are quantified numbers. You know, those are that's not subjective. That's they people. Are, so people are excited about program. I, all I would say is I'd kind of go back to what you mentioned earlier. We want to get, we need, want and need Reed Green Coliseum to get back to where it was. It's got to become a place where people fear coming in here again. Uh, it, it was like that at one time and it can be like that again. And our, our, our mission is to get it back there. We understand our part. Our part's the most important part is to get put us a good product out there on the floor and let's be successful. And we know that the, that big gold nation is going to get behind them. And I say big gold nation because that's what they used to refer to our, uh, our, our, our the fan base uh, as. And we want, we want everybody to get back into Reed Green Coliseum and have uh, help us win basketball games, get on this mission with us. And I think you'll see an improved product uh, from last year. And I hope uh, that's my job to make sure that each, each and every year that we get better and better. But we got a great group of guys uh, that, that, that are working really, really hard every day. Uh, a talented group of guys, and uh, I'm excited where this year can 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 send us. You know, one thing that I've been I was that I've been selling. I said, you know, this is going to be a crazy year, just like football. I mean, you're going to have games. We you you may look over there, dependent on who knows. And we have eight guys available to play, and uh, the, the, but the other team may have eight. You know, a crazy year can breed crazy results. We 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 are instilling in our guys. This is not a building process for two or three years down the line. We want to win this year. And, uh, yes, well, we have a lot of new faces, and sometimes that's, that takes a little bit of time. We understand that. But by the same token, because of everything else going on, we can take advantage of some things this year. So I think I, I, I want them to know we need them. 
uh, appreciative uh, of, and grateful for all the, the tremendous support we're already getting. But we, we've got some work to do, and uh, we hope everybody will join us, like I said, in our mission to bring Southern Miss basketball back to national prominence. That was Southern Miss head basketball coach Jay Ladner. Jason, how pumped up are you for this season? Always great to hear from Coach Ladner. How can you not get fired up listening to that guy? hes I've told people this before because they're like, you know, how long do you think Jay is going to stay and this and that? I said, look, I think that Ladner might be a bigger Southern Miss fan than I am. I don't even know if that's possible. So, yes, uh, very pumped up. You know, we have a team full of you know, actual Division One players this year. Nothing against the team that we had last year, but let's be honest, there's a whole lot of JUCO talent there, and you know, uh, they tried their hardest, but this year we have it's just the, it's just a different lineup, and I cannot wait to get in the Reed Green Coliseum, fingers crossed, and be able to watch these guys run up and down the court. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're still taking deposits on season tickets right now, just to kind of gauge how many they have, because it's going to be operating under a smaller capacity, similar to football. And it's going to be spread out, so they kind of need to gauge, you know, how many season ticket holders they're going to have. So if you are interested in season tickets, I would advise you to call the ticket office and go ahead and get a deposit down on those tickets. But know that you may not get to sit in your favorite seat. That's just the nature of the beast this season, and hopefully in 21-22, that will be resolved. So, Jason, this coming up weekend, this Saturday, on the schedule as of right now, Southern Miss at Liberty, the Liberty Flames, that is this Saturday, October the 24th, at 12 p.m. Central Time on ESPN3. Now, as it looks right now, with rumored players being out for Southern Miss, with the head coach not being there, of course the line is going up. We are currently 12.5-point underdogs as of this recording. That is up from 11-point underdogs two hours ago, when I first made my notes for this show. <laughs> so um, I, I I expect our guys to fight hard, but given the circumstances, uh, some of the players we may be without, I, you know, I just hope that they get the experience from the game. Because I think that this Liberty team might be the most talented team we've seen thus far. And Hugh Freeze, the former Ole Miss head coach, the former Arkansas State head coach, who is a Southern Miss grad, and he made it abundantly clear this week in his presser that he wanted to beat Southern Miss. So you may see a situation like you saw with a Will Hall, a name that's rumored to be in the mix for the coaching position. Whether either of these two will be or not remains to be seen. But it would not shock me that if the opportunity is there to put a foot on the gas pedal and run up the score, that they, that may be attempted. Now, whether or not that he's able to do it on our Golden Eagles, We'll see what happens, but um, if they do play, man, I just I'm just hoping for no injuries, and I'm hoping for some experience at this point. I think that's what the rest of the season's kind of going to be like. Uh, honestly, just you know, I, I said earlier, just a bunch of spring games in a row. But at this point, is that kind of not what it is? I mean, even you know, some some players are, are vying for uh, playing time. Possibly next year. Heck, our coach is vying for coaching time next year. <laughs> um, so it's just a, it's just a weird year. It's a super weird year. But at the same time, I mean, if the guys are healthy and they're ready to go out there, even though we're tremendously undermanned, and I know we're not going to mention any of the rumored names that we've heard 
because that's just what they are. And I understand that the coaches can't talk about injuries, uh, you know, much less, you know, I guess COVID is kind of considered an injury, but you know, you, you just can't, why, why would you want to tip your hand to the other team? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Just, just, yeah. Just, you just have to show up and just, and you're like, Oh, okay. Well, that guy's not playing today, I guess. And that's just kind of how it's been um, on the, on the good side of it. I think that we do have some, some guys coming back also. Um, again, we're not going to know until we actually see the players run out on the field, but I, I, I fully expect Tim Jones to be back. Um, you know, I expect some of our linebacking core to be back intact. That was almost non-existent for a while there. So we have some people coming back, but you're right. Liberty's super good, and they've been super good for a while. Even though they kind of just became Division One, they uh, they kind of dominated the, uh, the previous league that they were in, the FCS. So they're good. Uh, they know it. They've got a coach that has something to prove. And we are tremendously undermanned from the players to the coaching staff. So it just kind of is what it is at this point. You're right. Let's come back injury free. Hopefully just not completely embarrassed. Um, and I mean, not, not that I'm saying there's, there's zero chance we're going to win the game. Don't get me wrong, but this is one of those deals where I think everybody in the world, including Vegas apparently knows that it would take, you know, a, something pretty special for us to come out on top of this one. Well, I think, but I think that. With this game in particular, because this game is a non-conference game, and Southern Miss currently one and one in conference. So, I mean, after this week, you get some of the players that were out last week. Uh, we don't know who those names were. Um, so, hopefully, next week against Rice, which is which will be a better Rice team, we can get a lot of these players back. And um, you know, this is a crazy thing. You talk about it being spring games, but we're still in the mix for the conference title. I mean, it, it, yeah. it'll be a challenge. I mean, Marshall looks really stout on the other side, but as far as winning the West, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen? I, I wouldn't expect it, but I also wouldn't be surprised at this point because there's a lot of teams in the West that are kind of a mess right now. A lot of teams in the West that are kind of a mess. A lot of teams like in the West, kind of a mess. <laughs> Should be on a bumper sticker. Wow, wow, West. <laughs> but let, let's take a look at the at these uh liberty flames now just a, a point of comparison we've done this every week but points per game and both of these teams well liberty's played five games we've played four games thus far this season so liberty averaging 34.4 yards per game we're averaging no excuse me points per game 34.4 points per game we're aver- averaging 29 points allowed they are only giving up 18.6 per game we are giving up 40 points a game. Total yards, they have uh, 458.2. We are getting 402 yards on the money average per game. Yards passing, 190 for Liberty, 268 on the ground. For Southern Miss, 278 through the air, 124 on the ground. Yards allowed, they're only allowing 269.6. We're allowing 489.8. Uh, passing yards allowed, they're only allowing 166. We're allowing um, 265. They're only giving up 103 yards on the ground rushing and 224 uh, rushing allowed for the Golden Eagles. Now, if you look at their schedule this season, 5-0. and Okay, Last week they beat Syracuse. They stomped the mud hole in Syracuse, 38-21. to Syracuse was playing with their second-string quarterback. Not, a, not the best team in the first place, but that certainly didn't help. 
Uh, prior to that, they defeated ULM 40 to 7. Uh, then North Alabama, who we play in a few weeks, 28 to 7. And then they had two Conference USA opponents. FIU, they defeated them 36 to 34. And Western Kentucky, 30 to 24. So those are two very close games there with some of our peer schools. Now mm-hmm. I'm not, and saying that those, you know, it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is this is not a murderer's row schedule. Of course, we haven't played one either. Uh, but, you, uh, so, I mean, I think there is some, it, it's not like we're taking on the University of Alabama. It, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. They've had a very solid year. They're a very, very game squad. But, and I know that there was a TV scored late in that Western Kentucky game to make it a little closer than it was. But, uh, you know, if, uh, the ball bounces, if our guys come up with their hair on fire, I mean, who's to say what's going to happen, man? I'm not going to count them out, but, I definitely don't have my expectations uh, expecting us to go out there and dominate this weekend. The rushing attack scares me. I'm looking at Mack with 359 total yards, Lewis with 310 yards, Pickett with 293, and Willis, who's the quarterback, at 398. That's like a four-headed monster. So you know? you've got you've got three guys, one of which is the quarterback, that have rushed over 300 yards on the season, mm-hmm. and then you have a third who is like seven yards away from being a 300-yard rusher. You know, that's, uh, we're, I think Frank Gore Jr. for us has 208 yards. He's our leading rusher right now. Yeah. Well, and, and we have very capable guys. And, you know, from the way our offensive line looked the last game, I mean, you know, it's, if, everything was trending kind of in, in the right direction for Southern Miss, but at this point, it's just been so long that, uh, that it's, it's hard to, you know, I, I don't think we're still riding that momentum, you know, um, so, but, but, you know, we all watched the Tulane game. We we're sitting there. You know, we all saw how how bad it can go with a team that can run the ball that effectively. And this team can, in fact, do that. A a running quarterback or a double dual threat quarterback always has always frustrated Southern Miss from way back in the days when Sean King was doing it at at Tulane to whatever that dude's name was at Cincinnati for like eight years. Um, (laughs) You know, so he kind of always given us fits. Uh, and, and with a depleted roster, I think that that it, he he kind of reminded me of a little bit of a Lamar Jackson a little bit. Did, did you did you get to watch any of the game? That, I watched one of their games on TV this year. I've watched a couple of their games. Yeah, he he is definitely. I would I would venture to say he's definitely the best quarterback we've seen this year. Now he started his career at Auburn, transferred from Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, a dual threat guy. He has only has 777 yards through the air with um. What three touchdowns and one interception, but he's got 398 on the ground. So that that's kind of their bread. But they, but it's it's pretty it's a pretty balanced attack. 950 yards uh, passing on the year and 1341 on the ground. So they have got and they got some guys that can play. You mentioned their running backs. They got uh, one of their receivers hit a big play. Just a just a swift baby. DJ Stubbs. Uh, he's got 304 yards receiving on the year. Three touchdowns. Uh, I think that they're a, I think that they, uh, I think they got a lot of talent. I saw a lot of talent on that field. Sure. Yeah. And, and a lot of aggressive play and, and, um, we've definitely got our hands full for sure. So that game scheduled for this Saturday at noon on ESPN three, some other football news from this week, former golden Eagle to Michael Harris was promoted to the active roster uh, and ended up playing for the Indianapolis Colts 
as they took on the Cincinnati Bengals. To Michael Harris, three receptions for 29 yards on the day. Had a very solid debut. Now, he sent me a pick after the game of him and Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas playing for the Bengals. So it's always good to see, you know, two Golden Eagles getting to take a pick after the game. Uh, wow. But, but, you, so you got a pick from DMH? Well, I, I, I tag him. I, I shared pictures, a lot of pictures of him. And I think he was just like, well, if you're going to share all those pictures, here's another picture of me. Wow. <laughs> to put Insider. In, well, yeah. But he probably <laughs> wouldn't have said a word if I hadn't have. Um, tagged him all up in all the pictures from the day that I found, but yeah, great. I mean, great kid. He it was really good to see him with those receptions. He had he played a pretty solid game, and the Colts are they're a pretty stout team this year. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for him. But uh, you know, we had several Golden Eagles play this past weekend, but because it was his first game, I wanted to give him a special shout out. Uh, also, last Friday night. I went to see Northwest Rankin and pedal my niece cheers at Northwest Rankin, and it was good to see former Golden Eagle offensive and defensive lineman Will Freeman on the sidelines for the Cougars of Northwest Rankin. Uh, I believe he's coaching the defensive line, but uh, yeah, he was having a blast, and, and Northwest ended up winning that game like right there at the end. So shout out to Will Freeman. Good to see him out there doing his thing. Yeah, man, absolutely. And always good to see Northwest Rankin do good, if you know what I'm saying. That's your alma mater. It is. Well, you know, that's how it goes. <laughs> well, Jason, I think we're kind of getting towards the end here. Do you have any shout-outs? I do. I would like to give uh, two shout-outs. Number one, uh, I am going to Brookhaven, Mississippi on Friday, which is tomorrow. Uh, my wife, Katie, is having her 20-year reunion in Brookhaven, um, tomorrow night, she went to Brookhaven High School, so they call it Old Brook. I will be there for that. I don't know exactly what the reunion is going to entail with, with the COVID thing going on. I think we're going over there just to basically uh, sleep in a hotel and go to a bar for like a couple hours. But anyway, um, looking forward to that and seeing all of her uh, friends from high school. And the biggest shout-out of all this week, a uh, huge shout-out goes to Chase Blackwell and his uh, fiance Destiny. Well, his fiance for one more night because they are to be married tomorrow and um you know chase has been on the show before he, he did some predictions uh before the show during that that rice trip that me and cooper went on talked to him a couple times during that uh and we've become friends ever since so uh yeah um so good luck to chase uh and i have no idea what destiny sees in you but uh i'm just kidding <laughs> chase is a good dude great golden eagle and um just want to make sure I gave them a shout out. Yeah, congratulations to both of them and Katie. You guys have a have a blast over there this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, be sure you guys follow us on Twitter at To the Top Talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Find us on your different platforms. So we are on Spotify now. Find us on there. Find us on iTunes, uh, Google Play. I don't know if we're on Amazon yet. We should be at some point soon. But give us a rating or review. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. Jason, any final thoughts? Uh, just looking forward to hopefully getting to, after I get back from Brookhaven, turning on the tube and watching some Southern Miss football. All right. You guys have a good one. We'll see you next week. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.